And this is the Podcast Stereo Blacklist Podcast. For this week's episode, Dr. Hans Kohler, number 33. I'm Brian, he's Dave. And we are back with season six, episode one. Good night, everybody. <laughs> oh, there he is. Okay. I'm still here. Wow, it's been a long time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you watch any of the show during the off season to catch up? Any? I thought you were going to say tonight. Did I watch? Yes. That's why I'm here is because I watched the show tonight. Y'all watch this one. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I started to, and I only got a few episodes into season one, but I think I got, um, I think I actually got an important episode in relation to this one. Oh, that's good. Because uh, there were a couple I know you've talked about in the past, uh, which brings me to this one with, okay, another reconstruction surgeon, because didn't we have another, one of these? We, we did. It was Andrew Dice Clay, right. um, who, who he, he flat out said, have you told anybody about the work that, you've, that I've had done? And that he's a wizard. And they've, this, is not the first, this is almost a, a repeat story. That's what I thought. I thought, I'm like, we've heard this before. So that was a little confusing to me as well. Uh, but yeah, we, uh, so we have the reconstructionist who took care of this move. Um, I, 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 I don't know. So many things about this just, so. <laughs> I spent actually half this episode just kind of, not half watching, but watching, but like kind of recapping what I know because I'm starting. There, there was a lot of things in this episode where they tried to give us some time frames, which makes me go back and you know, we'll get into all that. <laughs> but I'm, I'm not sure I can wait. I freaking hated this episode <laughs> for all of that, or just it felt so forced. Yes, it did. Um, and I'm starting to get the... Sometimes you can tell that the actors don't like each other. Okay. Like the chemistry's not there? Yeah. Um, and I'm almost starting to feel like nobody... And I don't know. Um, and I don't think it's good acting because Megan Boone's not that good of an actress. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> So, it, you know, it, it it's almost like nobody likes her. <laughs> I almost get that feeling. A lot of it was really forced. Yeah, it was like... like some, of the, some of them were supposed to feel uncomfortable. Some of the scenes were, but they felt uncomfortable in the wrong way. Yeah, it was like Cooper asking her if she still wants to be on the show. Yeah. <laughs> like three or four times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really kind of... <laughs> you sure you don't want to walk like, away? <laughs> It's called The Blacklist, not The Elizabeth Keene Show. Uh, this show will keep going with uh, James Spader, but we don't want you anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just, and like, they tried to do the whole, you know, she felt slightly uncomfortable and he could kind of detect it. No, it just felt awkward and not good acting. Yeah. You know, good writing awkward. Just like, this is not good. Or uh, she's just not good enough at playing this game. Uh, if, if we're going to write it into the character. I mean, Red Red could clearly see right through her that she's got some other motive here, and there there's something more to it than that. Um, Red's 
best ability, and we've said this before, his number one, his, if this were D&D, he, his charisma chart is, his, his charisma status off the charts. Right. He can read people and he can manipulate people. Yes. Um, he, he clearly knew that whole scene where the two of them are talking about secrets and him in him saying, I'll you know show you mine if you show me yours type thing is was him completely reading her and he knows what's going on. Yeah, it's almost like that awkward first kiss, but really kind of not and not even nearly as much fun. Um, right. You know, they both kind of know what they're talking about, what they want, and they're going to get there eventually. But there's a game being played. This is not the fun game um yeah th this could be more fun but it's not it's not, it's, <laughs> it's not fun it's just not. okay so the most important thing because you watch that you watch certain parts about this that i that i don't was that christopher lambert yeah <laughs> oh man i'm like oh. uh, i didn't i didn't recognize him until he started speaking i'm like oh that's a highlander <laughs> yes yeah, so, yeah. Uh, which would have been a french highlander yeah um yeah well at least he's french and not scottish but um, what uh, it, in that that would have been a better uh, code name for or was he Spanish? <laughs> yeah, Sean Connery was a Spaniard. Oh, Sean Connery was a Scotsman from Egypt, playing a Spaniard going back to be to meet the Highlander. Yes, it was all. But yes, he's gonna probably be. Well, I mean, I don't know how long he'll be our bad guy, and uh, if it's just but for two we episodes. Had the Corsican. Well, okay. <laughs> this goes to me with this show. This show has so many names people that i'm like are you sure we haven't done that name yet before uh but yeah bastion moreau the name of the guy the corsican would have been better if he was the highlander uh but i like I call oh, it the french connection right i like what was interesting though is uh like samar who you know everybody had to have a line in this episode to say samar hey good to have you back like to remind us that she was in a coma last year when we really she's just the character that at least on this show we don't care about and would have rather her stay in the coma uh, but i totally i totally <laughs> misheard Dembe's comment because and he's like oh congratulations uh, about you and aram right but i heard about that you're around oh <laughs> see I, at first when he said congratulations i thought he was just congratulating her for being alive yeah, I mean, that was kind of exactly what I heard. Because that's what uh, everybody else is doing. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, but Samar says that, you know, of course, again, nobody has ever even known what he looks like. So why does he need facial reconstruction? Unless he's being reconstructed oh. to look like somebody for a kill. That, that would be the only reason. Because if nobody knows what he looks like, he's so well hidden. He's this perfect assassin who is apparently screwed up. Because all these perfect people on this blacklist always screw up once Red wants them outed. And he didn't even know he wanted this guy outed. But yes, I, I feel like we've heard the Corsican before. But we haven't seen him. Yeah, I, I just, I swear. But I don't know how long this character is going to be if he's going to be an all-season thing. Because this is a two-parter season premiere. Today's Thursday, January 3rd, tomorrow is going to be the second episode and that's going to be the regular time slot is the Friday night, 9 PM Eastern um, episode. Uh, and tomorrow night's episode is called the Corsican. So. Okay. We're just going to wrap him up right now. Um, but that, but it wouldn't be the first time though, that they had the title of the episode be 
the blacklister, and then he still is a season-long character. Uh, Alexander Kirk did that. Yeah, uh, Ian, Kirk, Ian yeah. Garvey did that. So we've had season-long characters where they were first introduced on the blacklist, and and their story isn't resolved within that episode. Uh, okay, so Red's about to turn 60. Yeah, okay, we're going to go through the actual notes. Yeah, we're going to go through some of our notes here. I did my notes totally different this time. So I normally handwrite them. I did. I wrote them on the computer. I Google Drive them I myself. So. I don't think I should have. You're, but you're, you retain better when you write. So. Yeah. Uh, but let's start with the beginning. The bank robbery scene was probably the best really? moments of the entire episode. Oh. We love a good heist. You heists are your jam. Yeah, um, they they really are. So I was like, "How are they going to do this?" And it goes into like the, the old the the excuse me the prohibition. Like, oh, that's pretty pretty badass. Yeah, um, that's pretty smart. Um, just, although, what would he what would he be said if like sixty um, percent? No, we'll take it ourselves. Shit, I can't get out and show them the door. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What if what if the number kept going up? So. <laughs> Yeah. But I just he this was an example of just the, the the great acting and what we love about the character. Just so cool. Completely in control. He was gonna get out. Everything was good. Uh still does his little heist thing. Now was he the owner of that box? And he just stole it from himself as a way to get out? I don't know. Um And he had been casing this joint, which makes me wonder. You know, there, there could be a fun backstory to that heist, but even though it's fairly irrelevant. More than just that in the box, right? That's that, what I'm hoping. That's true. That's true. Uh, but yeah, love that whole exchange. It was. Um, <laughs> it goes back. <laughs> right, he goes back and gives it back, and it's a. In the painting was a Picasso. No, it was. Uh... I, I didn't write down what the painting was. Uh, I... I started to, and then I, uh, Rembrandt. It was Rembrandt, okay. Because yeah. we say Picasso later in the film and or yeah. episode, so I didn't know if that was a tie back in. Um, yeah, he talks about he's turning 60. It would have been great if it would have been like Rembrandt, and he went, oh, the irony, or something like that. You know? That's what I mean. Uh, I, I thought we'd have the same painter, but... <laughs> this stuffed pug. <laughs> Sorry, I'm jumping around. <laughs> Wait, what was his exact words? Well, this is unexpected. So... Yeah. Um, okay, uh, yeah, so just kind of roll through it. Like I said, that was a fun scene. The yoga scene was fun. Uh, the OT, what's that? Tai Chi. Or Tai Chi. What, I said yoga. But that's uh, not the first time we've seen him do Tai Chi, though. Is it not? No. Okay. Because I, I was like, oh, he's back at this. I'm like, oh, Dembe's there this time. And then it's like, oh, Dembe, thanks for making me do that. I'm like, you've done this before. Right. Now he eats his spinach plain or drinks it. Whatever he was doing there, and uh, but that was a fun scene too. Like I said, just fun character building again of the of this character that we love so much. But then you get this awful. It, it was the closest we got to a story, right? And then you get this awful exchange between Liz and I, I guess she's Jennifer, the sister. Um, because she's listed uh, the as, only worse actress than. Yeah, God, you, you get two awful actresses or awful performances just lined up together. Um, I went to storage and I got this. Hang on, I put it back in storage instead of having it out here in the middle of the room. I know that just felt like convenient. You know, it just. Why would it not have been there already? Why would you? 
hey, I'm going to put this away. So it's a big reveal for the one person in here. Not like I'm going to tell them. I don't know. Just I know. <laughs> So yeah, I mean their their exchange was just not good. Like you said, it just the acting all felt off. Uh, you know, maybe they they had too much of a break. I don't know. I mean, it's winter and the season's the, starting and this the, this the little I did like the little there were lots of little digs that I thought were fairly clever. Um such obviously as, such as who are you and what have you done with the real Raymond Reddington? Um, when she said that to him, which she wanted to say, and there was, you know, kind of a double entendre, you know, like type thing. Um, sure. but you know, and that she, there was a, there was a, the exchange at the very end on the park bench was kind of similar to that too. Um, I know that my father, right. right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, the OTB scene I thought was fun. Having worked at an OTB. That's a, again, that's your jam. <laughs> Another one. <that's, laughs> uh, but it was just a fun little exchange at first, and then we kind of go away and forget about it, and then we come back to, like, the celebrating, like they're all hooked on it. And they're yeah, all, like they're having a good time. They're doing their daily doubles. And uh, <laughs> did, you, did you catch the reference in there? There was a huge Blues Brothers reference in there. Oh, was there? Yeah. No. I... Orange whip, orange whip, orange whip, oh. three orange whips. It was John John Candy's scene from the Blues Brothers. Oh, nice. So, yeah, um, I was like, ha, because he he did he went orange whip. Did he say that? What, orange whip. Oh, do it, do it. Three orange whips. Yes. <laughs> That's great. No, I did absolutely miss that. That's awesome. Yep. Go Dembe. And then, um, and then then we got the rest of the episode. I so let's. Uh, what, what do we want to focus? Let's get rid of the girls, the Liz and. Jen. And the, the house that burned down 30 years ago on beachfront property that nobody's bought and rebuilt. Right. Yeah. Bull. Roar. Uh, <laughs> what? I know. And, and I love how they make Rehoboth seem like it's in the middle of nowhere. It, it is in Delaware. It, it, it's a popular, populated area beach. So, yeah, they yes, are right. That... It is very much a summer resort town, but yes. it's not unknown right i've been in i've been there in march there's people around uh so it's 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 not bustling in the off season but it's not a ghost town in the off season and you're absolutely right uh that that little plot of land would have been utilized long before it's way too valuable to just sit there as a you know foundation yeah 20 steps from the beach uh right. yeah it that's so but this is news did we do we not know i mean we didn't know where this fire took place i just we had always assumed it was at her home we I, we had asked this in a previous one of our episodes of where did that take place because it did not take place at the the island house with uh kirk cousins whatever his name was um uh how's that guy's name the one that thought he was a father. Um, Alexander Kirk. Alexander Kirk, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, you know, that it wasn't there because that house was still good and, you know. It... Correct. Yeah, it wasn't that house that, that it happened at. Um, so, I don't know. But what... It wasn't the house he blew up. I still don't understand that. So, she's kind of remembering stuff, but I guess she's just 
remembering what she's always remembered, but she never pieced it together before. Now that she knows the DNA test, which I'm going to get to that in a little bit. Um, but she now knows um, that is piecing together that she shot the real red. But she never talked about remembering her. I don't, I don't remember. I mean, she talked about remembering the fight and there were people there and, and she fired a gun. I don't know. And I, they, they, they bring up that memory thing again. Again, we still don't have a lot of closure on that. We're going to obviously get a lot of closure on a lot of these details this year. The one thing I've read all this offseason was that the writers have been planning this from the beginning. They're not improvising this as they go along. So hopefully it's nice and tidy because if they're, if, if they're improving this or, 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 or because the show has been given you know a, a deadline that they got to accelerate some of their storylines, it could get a little sloppy. But I think more it's it's not like Lost. You know, we're Lost basically started the show and then just started introducing all these storylines and then had, we're told, oh, by the way, we're canceling your show. It's like, well, crap, we didn't resolve all this stuff. Well, we're going to have to do the best we can and, you know, just leave it at that. Yeah, at the same time, I, I don't know if they clearly had the ending that they wanted or showed the ending that they were hoping to show. Right. From what I understand, this show has a defined path and they're still following it. So that could be good for us as viewers to talk about because, you know, they said they've been laying seeds all along, and it's stuff that, you know, makes it good to go back and watch. I mean, we've we've watched past episodes and, and seen some things and said, oh, okay, I get it. Uh, but we'll have to see from here. Again, it made me start to think back about, you know, and, and they say some of this stuff today. It's like, okay, well, the FBI has been tracking – Reddington as a criminal since 95. Liz actually said that in this episode. And they know that her real father died five years before that. Which puts yeah, it at 1990. 1990 yep. something like that, yeah. When, when they did the DNA test for Liz against Reddington and she needed to get his blood sample and she went into evidence and got that shirt that had his blood on it. If the FBI wasn't tracking Reddington until 95. We've, we had this conversation because DNA wasn't a reliable source of. Right. But let's say they had that shirt in evidence. Well, they weren't following the old red. So this shirt would have been from this red. Hold on, I'm checking your logic here. So she does a DNA test. She went into evidence and got the shirt, right? That was being held in FBI lockup or whatever, or or whatever this evidence was. If I'm trying to remember that episode, you remember yeah, the yeah. shirt? That's how she got it yeah. because he wouldn't give up a sample. And and it tests positive that she is the daughter. Again, wh wh where was that shirt from? Some of our listeners probably know this and can go ahead and answer this. Am I am I misremembering? But if that shirt was something that the FBI had as evidence, then that would have been something from 95 on, which would have been this red that we've been watching in the show all along. And fake red here is actually her father. Because it would have been that but guy's... she's not related to Red Reddington? It would have been that guy's blood. Yeah. Which, again, makes it all weird. But it will go back to our little. Wow. Okay, I'm lost. <laughs> do, do you see where I'm saying though? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, 
they 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 gave us some dates here that are you know something to think about now again if this shirt is from something in the 80s that was held in evidence okay fine you know listeners go back and answer that for me um but no it was from a recent shirt because it had been like from that episode or something um we knew where it was we didn't question the the existence of the shirt well, I thought they said it was a it was it was like the one bit of evidence that they had from him from years ago. No. Um but again, if that was from when the FBI had been tracking him, well the person they were tracking is this fake red. Therefore, Liz matches with that guy. And that makes sense that he has such an interest in her and seems kind of indifferent towards the other one. I mean, I talked about that last season. You know, he when 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 Jennifer comes forward, you know, when they're in the bar with Ian Garvey and all that, and he just kind of reacts to her like, oh. Oh, it's you. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know. We, we were having some conversation on Facebook with some listeners about the conversation with the old, with the woman, that, her mother, and how now her mother's dead. But when they first talked and, you know, she had made comments that he doesn't quite look the same. There's a lot here. There's a lot here to to piece together. I'm sure there's YouTube videos that put it all together and all that as well. But that's our job. But we're we're, <laughs> we're trying to look at it within the context of the episode we're seeing today. Right. And they're giving us information in this episode today, and it's making me think back to okay, how does this squeeze into what we know? And it's just it's kind of made me, like I said, halfway through the episode, I just started kind of typing out a little thread here of where my thoughts are based on what they just told us. And that's what I'm wondering was that shirt from post 95. Therefore that shirt would have been this red. And if it matches, then Liz is related to fake red, not the real red, which supports why real red might've been fighting with mom. And he has such an interest with her and who knows. And we still don't know this red, you know, fake reds here reason for burning that house i still don't think that's been answered for us the house that he bought all the way back in season one and blew up yeah when he, he went and he found the, the yeah. measurements on the doorway and right w was that jennifer because if it was you'd think he'd be interested in her equally because that's also his child yeah. this reddington is not interested in her yeah he's not I, as not as like really at all Right, uh, so I think this Red had his own family that he left. And that was destroying that past. Because, again, a lot of this has been him covering himself up. He now is, this season's going to be a lot of him cleaning up uh, any evidence that would show that he's not who he says he is. We burned the bones at the, in, in the season finale last year. He's got the uh, file off the little U USB drive there that shows all the people that have had surgery, except, oh, I've removed one entry, my entry. So, therefore, uh, that's, been, uh, that's been resolved. Although I've seen, I've seen enough TV technology to know that ARM probably can somehow go rebuild that data, even if it's been deleted. Uh, that that they can make that up, which is actually why I'm shocking they even threw that out there. Um, and then we'll just see future episodes where he's going to continue to 
try to resolve that so he can continue to be who he says he is. Because without the name, I mean, it's a Dread Pirate Roberts thing. Without the name, yeah. it means nothing. Raymond Reddington right. means something. Right. And what's great about the first, really the first lines of this episode, of the, of this new season after we were left at the end of last season with, this is not the real Raymond Reddington, we get recognition from one of the thieves in the bank that recognizes him as Raymond Reddington. So it just shows how his face with that name is so important. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's what he needs to now preserve. And that's what this season it's, will be. It's almost like he's been on a publicity tour. Right. Um, getting kind of his face and name and, and all that out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Dr. Kohler stuff is pretty, I don't want to say insignificant. He obviously was doing surgery on the Christopher Lambert character uh, to make him look like somebody needs to look like. And he gets killed and he happens to have a list because he was Raymond's guy. Kind of in and out, not not much more. Uh, that actor's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, he always plays some. Well, he, he always plays some German, uh, but he's a uh, <laughs> he's a he's he's great. I, I've seen him in a hundred things, and I'm not going to name any of them right now because I can't think of any of them. But I've seen him a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm actually surprised he hasn't been on this before. It felt like he had been. He looks like a guy that would have played a character on this before, and it's kind of unfortunate that his role was so minor. Uh, yeah, because he he's he's a guy that can definitely deliver. Uh, what else? What else do you have? Uh, so what's wrong with Samar? What's what is wrong with Samar? Well, obviously something. I mean, um, she's back from her coma. She's back from her coma. It's like, oh, you're. Perfect house, unless there's something you want to tell me. Nope, nothing. Okay. So, seen enough TV, there's something. Right. Uh, and the announcer <laughs> says, she's lying. Uh, right. <laughs> so. I don't know. I mean, she accepted the proposal. So, we're going to get. Is she the real Raven Reddington? <laughs> uh, and she's just having sudden memories and. Uh, well, she's FBI. She, I mean, I don't is know. She gonna, is she going to turn into the next Hannibal Lecter? Um, you know, I mean, right. <laughs> so something's wrong with Samar, and I'm hoping, um, it makes her into an interesting character. Uh, yeah, we've been pretty against. We've been tough on her, and I think it's Liz's turn. And we've been tough on Liz in the past, but holy crap, this episode was terrible for her. I think we've just um, accepted Liz as what she is, and sometimes she shines, uh, but a lot of times she doesn't. Um, and it's usually the rest of the cast that helps carry her through. Although I, I did I realize, I mean, she got from Rehoboth to D.C. fast. Um, you know, well, it's, it's the magic. Of, it's the uh, magic of this show of yeah, getting around. Yeah, of getting around the area because, uh, yeah, <laughs> Ray should have been in and out of that place long before she got there. Um, let's see. They all sh- uh, I put they all, they were all shooting like stormtroopers like nobody hit anything. Except whole... Samar. Yeah. Samar was, she was good and Dembe was good. Even uh, Dembe, though, when he ran outside, he had three guys with their backs turned to him and he hit nobody. Yeah. <laughs> and he wasn't even running. He stopped and aimed and fired and missed completely. Yeah, uh, that's true. It, it was actually pretty bad. Uh, and they said nobody knew what he looked like. Again, I, it was 
a quick flash, but I mean, Red ran into that room, and that guy was looking right at him. They looked at each other, you know, before he in t- fired shots before he turned his back and ran out the back door. So I wonder if that's going to come into play where Red's not saying, "Oh, yeah, I got a good look at him," you know, where he can maybe find him himself. Although at the same time, he probably didn't know who he was looking at and why it was important, either. Yeah. So so it, it, we don't know. It sucked for me as I was watching the show is the, the scene froze for me, although I could still hear the audio fine. <laughs> but the scene froze for me when Dembe was going in. So I didn't see Lambert or his crew kill all the doctor and everybody. I just heard it. And then it came I back. Knew it was yeah. Oh, God, it was too telegraphed. Um That's it. That's all I have. I mean, any other thoughts on this one? Uh, wrestler was a bigger dick than normal. Uh, seemed like it. Yeah. There was some some. Um, uh, let's see here. Do, 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 do. Um, we made a deal with the devil, and it comes with a price. I liked that line. I mean, it's you know kind of trite, but it was sure. it was well placed uh, by Cooper to say that. Um, and what the hell? Is Raymond Reddington doing with a freaking flip phone? Seriously. <laughs> Why on earth does that man have a flip phone? Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, the phone technology, uh, it doesn't look like any of them have smartphones, honestly. It looks like they all have those little slide phones or flip phones. All right, so the, they all look like burners, but yeah, he always calls from the pizza shop. So. <laughs> um. So they they went to the the supposed beach house that wasn't a beach house that's never been turned over. Who's the guy that met them? Okay, that was the sheriff who who was first to the scene the night of the fire. And he doesn't know who Raymond Reddington is. Who well, the he, real Raymond Reddington is? I think he does. Like he he knew like oh yeah this was Raymond Reddington's house, but it wasn't like oh wow that's the same. Raymond Reddington that's on the FBI most wanted list that I have posters of in my sheriff's office. Well, I think he does know that. I think his reaction to them was like, okay. It just felt weird. Y- yeah. I, I I don't think that scene played out exactly like it was intended, but yeah, I think that was what his reaction was supposed to be. It's like, okay, you're, you're claiming to be his daughter's and you don't know who or where he is. And it's like, okay, well, we might not know where he is because he's on the FBI wanted list, but yeah, it didn't quite play. I, I thought that was going to be, we were going to get more of that. Like, I thought even when the call came in from Aram and Liz is like, okay, it's in D.C., I thought she was going to be like, okay, well, i got to deal with this here. And I thought we were going to get this kind of side investigation with the sheriff. We're going to go get some answers about that night, uh, you know, who else was involved. But I get, that'll come throughout the season, I guess. Yeah. Um, but Jennifer, you know, who, who's... she with the foster family? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Jennifer, who's you know the the half sister there, who whose only experience is uh, a waitress. Uh, you know, she reminded us is going to be you know this great source of uh, you know research and hunting down the truth. And I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's something. It's not working for me so far. Yeah, I don't know. This this was. Well, see, and and usually we're pleased with the uh, series premieres, <laughs> season premieres. I think, yeah, we're kind of yeah. like, 
I don't know what to think yet. So, you know, maybe having this two-part, get another one tomorrow that maybe kind of cleans it up a little bit and gets us back on track, uh, we'll feel better. So, uh, you got any last notes? Nope. All right, well, let us all know what you think about this episode, and obviously we got one more, so if, you don't, if you're listening to these back-to-back, what did you think of the first two? But uh, you can email us at blacklist at podcastderbia.com. Also go to Facebook or Twitter and look the up podcast, podcast Derbia there and just kind of put your notes in. Uh, and um, iTunes, if you check us out on Apple Podcasts, give us some uh, stars and likes and let us know what you think. Let us know how we can do better. So that's going to do it for this episode. I'm Brian, and he's Dave, and we'll see you next time. Good night, everybody.